Hello and welcome to another episode of the Plus 63 HP podcast. I'm one of your hosts, John Clemente. Alongside with me are two of my bestest best friends. I'm going to start with a man from the Far East, where Gojira comes from. Uh, Chibox, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Good, tired, but alive and excited to talk. Uh, yeah. Keep going, huh? Bella's calling me, but keep going. Yep, yep, good shows this week. Uh, and our other co-host for this show is the man waking up at an ungodly hour for our sake is Arnie. How are you doing, Arnie? I'm so. doing good, freezing, but uh, I'm excited to yeah. talk. It's okay, I can talk. <laughs> yeah, it is fucking cold. Um, <laughs> but we'll heat things up with uh Godzilla's nuclear breath. Um, again, this is the plus six three HP. Stable of podcasts where on Mondays and Tuesdays we typically drop either a deep dive review of a show or a movie that we've seen for the week. Uh, on Wednesdays, we have our DD show, uh, where a bunch of middle-aged guys run their first DD campaign recorded for posterity and shared on the interwebs for you guys' entertainment. Uh, Thursdays, we typically drop a curated list of videos, clips, features, and trailers where we look at upcoming content, you know, latest drops, and see which ones are we hyped about or which ones are we going to follow uh, as soon as those content drops. And on Fridays, uh, our buddy RJ and Chabax can't get enough of D&D, so they spun off a second campaign where they're bad guys. So that's almost a new piece of content every day of the week for your entertainment pleasure. Uh, but this show is our review show. As mentioned, we deep dive and provide our uh, input, our opinion, our rating for a piece of property, typically a, a fun TV series or a movie for the week. Uh, on, on this week, we are discussing uh, surprisingly cool, surprisingly amazing series, uh, Monarch Legacy of Monsters. Sorry. Uh, before I pass the baton to the boys, particularly Arnie, to give us a little bit of a rundown for what had happened. We are discussing the first five episodes of season one. So this is the first half of season one. If I'm not mistaken, there's going to be 10 episodes, uh, 12 episodes, so almost. Uh, oh, no, just 10 episodes. There's going to be 10 episodes. So we are discussing the first half of Monarch Legacy of Monster Monsters that dropped on Apple TV here in the United States. Check your local listings where it's dropping or which streaming service is dropping on yours. Um, but a bit of stats before we go through to the, the, to the synopsis. Again, it is from the MonsterVerse universe, right? It is an action-adventure sci-fi monster movie. I don't think uh, it's MonsterVerse. MonsterVerse is uh, centered Tom around Godzilla, but you know we see a, just a little bit of him in the first half. But it is based off the Godzilla stable of monsters. Mm. Um, the reason why this show is particularly for me surprisingly good is it's developed by Chris Black, whose uh, acclaim includes uh, not a lot. But he has worked on uh, Star Trek Enterprise. Uh, mm. she, he has worked on Severance, which is a fucking killer Apple mm -hmm. TV show. Right? Um, but his other partner in this particular show, that's why the, the, I think the writing is really, really good, is Matt Fraction, 
Ooh, of sure. Hawkeye and Daredevil fame of Marvel. So Iron Ma- Fist. Iron Fist. Like he has just a, a very uh 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 grounded way of dealing with action and fantastical stuff. So uh again, Fraction is one of my more favorite uh Marvel writers, particularly no, actually not just recently, but all time. Um we have uh, a cast of really cool characters. We have Kate Randa, played by Anna Sawai. Uh, May. Uh, Where have uh, you seen Alone her before? Uh, Anna so- You know what? I should have looked at this before. Uh, but... Oh, uh, Fast 9. She was the... Oh, she's the kid. The daughter, yeah. The daughter... Do- the- the the adopted daughter yeah, of Han. You're right. You're right. Come back. I, I uh, wish she came back. She's in F nine Ninja Assassin. Uh, there's not a lot of 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 actually U S stuff. Like she has our love song, which is Japanese colors. Girl Haji, also Japanese. Pachinko, which is I think Japanese as well. But this is cool. She's she's a revelation too. Um. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we also have uh, Ren Watanabe. He doesn't have uh, as Kentaro Ronda, Kate's half brother. Um, but Ren Wat- Wat- Watanabe is you know he's surprising for me. Kiersey Clements plays May, uh, and you know we've seen her in Neighbors. She's like she was in Neighbors. She was in hmm. uh, fuck, where she's always been. Um, uh, she's in the Justice League as I. That's the where. That's where I I recognized her. She plays uh, Iris West in the Justice League. Oh, and, you know, okay. Right? Oh, that's yeah. Right? Okay. Looks much prettier there. Um, the other lead she's from the though, you know mm-hmm. we were discussing the present timeline, but the previous timeline, the fifties timeline, uh, Keiko Miura, which is Mari Yamamoto. Mm. She doesn't have. Uh, Wikipedia, so we couldn't. I couldn't see her, all of her other um, roles, but that was fun. And then we have Bill Randa as Anders Holmes, like he's always like the 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 funny guy in certain movies. Like you saw him, he's in Sausage Party, The Intern, like you know. He played the uh, the European guy in uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Swedish was it Swedish? Oh, the Swedish guy in Brooklyn. Yeah. The Swedish he's in like the intern like with Robert De Niro the interview and with with Seth Rogen so he usually plays the the comic relief so he's kind of a comic relief here but but serious but um uh but of course we have uh Kurt Russell right um Kurt and Wyatt Russell yeah US agent pretty cool Uh, agent like US agent and uh, Mr. Nobody is here too. So yeah, those are the casts. Um, again, dropped on um Apple Apple TV Plus. Started in November seventeenth. It's gonna come week on week. Every episode is around forty to fifty minutes each, and we're expecting ten of them. So before we go into, <coughs> excuse me, um, the deep dive of the synopsis. Non-spoilery review for people who do not have Apple Plus TV, Apple TV Plus, have not seen Monarch, Legacy of Monsters, or maybe any of the MonsterVerse kind of movies. How would you, you know, pitch this to somebody and 
What is your first impression? We'll start with you, Arnie. Well, okay. Uh, off the bat, I like the show. Uh, I'm not really keen or big on the whole Godzilla monster verse uh, lore or anything like that. Uh, but even as like uh, as just somebody who has heard of Godzilla or something like that, and you watch the show, you'll 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 still like you'll still like the show because you know it it, it focuses on the characters. It, it's not. Um, it doesn't focus a lot on the monsters. Let's put it that way. Uh, and then there's, uh, you know, like uh, John mentioned, there's the present time uh, uh, scenes, and there's also like the pa uh, flashback scenes. Uh, uh, although not much lately, uh, we've ha we've had more of the flashbacks in the first maybe two to three episodes, um, and then. Uh, it's just uh, uh, you know it's just it follows the characters uh, so uh, the as a pitch it's you know there's a lot of action uh, that's for sure but there's a lot of more of a mystery uh, Scooby Doo gang basically what I'm getting from the from the from the characters so yeah so I, I like the show yeah 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 I'm really liking it there's some issues we'll get to later but uh surprisingly um i'm enjoying it uh looks really good for a tv mm -hmm. show this is not a tv show and uh yeah i mean i'm always happy to see kurt russell and he's still underused for for now but uh for the first five episodes but uh yeah let's uh, i can't wait to just head in and discuss this yeah i'm again like i mentioned up top i'm surprised I was surprised how good the show was, both in terms of just general pacing and effects, the CGI. Like, uh. they they haven't really dropped the ball in quality in terms of showcasing the monster, but that is because they really use it sparingly, and they really uh. use it, you know, they really build up the tension, you know, it they... Again, they they concentrate on the human elements, the reaction to the monsters itself. The general story was also fun for me because I didn't want just another, oh, this is a monster that is killing us, but we need him to help us with other monsters, et cetera, et cetera. So not, I wasn't really down that route, but the idea of like how they, they wove in the monster, the government, the people that are affected by the monsters and the the family of the people trying to research and hunt the monster was like very nice. Like it's well paced. Mm -hmm. It it's not super duper groundbreaking TV for me. It's like uh, it's not like something that is a much watched week on week. But every time what we suspend our belief to progress the story, it wasn't super bad. Like finding a map to go somewhere, it wasn't like super super a stretch. Like everything kind of. It's believable in a way that is usually not the case with monster movies. So I really mm -hmm. enjoyed the first, uh, particularly like the the like you know middle episodes, like two, three, four was was great for me. A little bit of action, a little bit of backstory. They didn't they didn't uh, overstay their welcome wherever they were at. So if they were doing a flashback, it wasn't too long of a flashback. If they were mm -hmm. trying to concentrate a little bit more on the family dynamics, they didn't harp on that too much. And then they will occasionally start peppering in backstories of other people, which was pretty cool. So yeah, that's um 
my non-spoiler review, but uh, if you guys are interested, pause this, uh, insert this in watching and not want to be spoiled, pause this podcast, watch the first five episodes, come back and discuss with us. So with that, um, Aini, take us away. Just run through the synop the general synopsis and then we'll rack and deep dive and Chibaksha and I will jump in on the certain things that uh, we like uh, about a particular segment or particular episode. Okay. I mean, uh, this is a quick rundown. It's just basically bleed yeah. off, you know, from episode one to five. Uh, the show starts, I guess, in the past, uh, I think in the 40s, if I'm not mistaken. Um, John Candy. I don't know, not, not John Candy. John, <laughs> John Goodman. John Goodman. Goodman. They, they record this, right? Don't. I'm not 100% sure. Cuz I just watched Kong and in Kong the way he died was he got swallowed by the by the thing that was chasing him. Mm -hmm. But then again there was once he was swallowed he was holding like a camera and when it went mm -hmm. in it was still flashing inside so maybe mm -hmm. he got bit out. Or maybe this the... was before that. Yeah. Didn't he well, die? I... What was the scene? Can you remind me the scene? Did... It was implied that it was so he was being chased by this spider monster thing. to the to the like, yeah towards looked, the sea and... yeah towards towards the sea it looks like a spider ish uh, monster, um, but the key point here is he dumped his uh, okay. satchel or a man purse or whatever he was carrying, uh, I guess he dumped it in the sea or something like that, uh, and then uh, he. The, the spider didn't catch him, but something in the sea caught him, and that's the one that caught him. Uh, I'm still not clear if he actually died, died or not. But the point is, the the, the satchel that he dropped in the, the in the sea was recovered years later by fishermen. Uh, which uh, so it was revealed that the satchel had some files and uh, and uh, like movie clips and all that stuff. Uh, possibly from the expedition that John Goodman's character was in, um, and you know, uh, yeah, it was caught. I think it was caught in the fifties, right? Like during the time of uh, the uh, the of uh, Randa uh, uh, Senior, I'm guessing. But um, but that was the intro. That was your cold your cold open, basically. Uh, and then now that the, in, in the fifties. They were showing, okay, uh, there's this mysterious island that had all these, uh, they call them, see, here's the thing with the show. They were kind of calling it either titans or uh, massive organisms or... Muto. Did they use Muto here? That's what Serizawa was using in Godzilla. And there's also Godzilla. But the thing is, at least for the episodes, it sounded like they used Godzilla as a generic term and not Godzilla, Godzilla that we know mm -hmm. of. So it's kind of like, can you decide which one you want to call them? Uh, I understand different countries will have different terms for it, but at, at the end of the day, if it's a global event, they will agree on what to call this new threat, basically, right? So that's, but that's, that's, that's a minor quirk for me, but but it just got, it gets a little confusing if what are they referring to if, you know, because, you know, we've had Kaiju, we have, you know, mm. all, all these names, right? But anyways, um, so fast forward to the, you know, the 50s timeline, um, 
you know, uh, somehow the government's been, uh, or, or maybe rumors of massive monsters living in, you know, in, in the on the planet was getting recognized. So you have people who just want to research it. So we get introduced to uh, Keiko. I think Keiko, her name, right? Yeah. Uh, okay, or yeah, okay. Is that uh, so? Of course, you get your typical. Oh, you know, it's in the fifties, and you know, Japan just lost the war. So, um, when they, uh, you know, uh, when I think U.S. agent, I'm just gonna uh, Leland mm -hmm. Leland yes. Lee was you know, was looking for a, a scientist. He wasn't expecting a Japanese woman. Uh, so there's very, just all it's that. Still very sexist. Very sexist, and of course, not only sexist, because she's also Japanese. So they thought, oh, you know, so he was reacting to her as if like, you know, uh, no, I, you know, I don't need a prostitute right now, but once I'm done with my mission, sure, whatever, <laughs> we'll hook up. And then turns out she was the scientist that he was looking for. So they went on, I think, uh, yeah, they're in the Philippines, which, you know, which... The Philippines look very, very much like Hawaii, but okay, that sounds good. <laughs> we'll take it. It's, we'll it's take a fun it. mention. It's a fun mention, but you know, but it does. I'm make sure, sense some of our islands that. look like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure, but uh, but but there are just some shots that are like that is where Lost was shot. <laughs> you could tell, but you know, I could forgive it. That's fine. Uh, but yeah, at least they didn't just focus on or just random Philippines, like they actually like i think it was uh, some uh some mindanao something uh one spot so you could tell I that actually, they... yeah what did they mention which place but i was just like, happy that we were mentioned <laughs> yeah yeah that's true i and, mean in, and, in, in godzilla it was in the philippines in the uh, in the 2014 film uh, oh okay from okay. the philippines the, the first yeah. godzilla fought two monsters there one came from mm. the philippines Oh well, so not, I wasn't aware of that. Well, okay, but uh, so it's, this is the same universe as that, right? Or different? No, yeah. what? Okay, same universe. Same, same universe. Okay. The twenty fourteen Godzilla and the Hollywood twenty fourteen Godzilla. Okay, so but basically not the, it's not the... it's the twenty fourteen Godzilla, the uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters, where he fought mm -hmm. Ghidorah, Kong Skull Island, which is set in the seventies, and then and Godzilla then the versus Godzilla versus King Kong. And then the upcoming, okay. upcoming new, oh, we'll see. So real quick, so the King Kong where uh, Jack Black is in, not not related. No. Okay. no. And then and then of not... course the uh, the uh, the the really old, not really old. No, but, no. You know, we were high school Godzilla, not related. No, okay. no, no. All right. So, anyways, in the Philippines, and, and even historically. You know, the U.S. Uh, they were in the Philippines, but yeah, so it made sense that there's like a jumping off point. We get introduced to these two characters. Uh, it's just supposed to be an escort mission, uh, which for Leland was like, oh, okay, this is like one of those uh, missions that are like, I, like he's thinking that he got probably placed because he as a punishment, up, as a punishment, right? Because he screwed up. Because it's you know, yeah, yeah, hunting for monsters and yeah, whatever, right? And then this expedition led them to uh, was it Pakistan or 
Yeah, I think it's Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan, yeah. So, and then I'm just being blurry on where they met Randa, but uh, it seems like, no, I think it's still in the Philippines, Randa. Um, so he's like a cryptozoologist. So people who are not quite aware, uh, you know, before Bitcoin crypto, the term was used for like something that's hidden. Uh, and they're looking for uh, basically species that does not exist. So these are like your Sasquatch hunters, Chupacabra hunters and all that. But of course, <clears throat> this one is at a massive scale because he's actually looking for these giant, uh, I'm just going to use kaiju because I just prefer the kaiju term versus titan. Uh, excuse me. <clears throat> so yeah, so they met up with Bill Randa. Uh, they find his old ship uh, and they also encountered a monster in there. Uh, which basically launched this team that they were forming. Uh, they, they, they called Monarch, which is the name of the show. But it 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 does have some uh, Dharma initiative type of uh, secrecy, and uh, eventually the budget became bigger because when uh, when the, the the trio presented to the U.S. government that hey, this is a, a massive threat. So of course they went to Bikini Island uh, or some island that they they test nuclear uh, nuclear bombs. So for people who watch Oppenheimer, so they were able to lure a Godzilla type. And I think is it it's Godzilla. It, look, it looked like Godzilla. Too. That was Godzilla. Uh, that was Godzilla. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they lured Godzilla to this beach, and of course uh, it's still quite believable that the u.s government just would rather destroy the animal than uh, and they just made him stronger because <laughs> he uh, he loves yeah. him, he loves him some radiation yeah but uh but yeah but but initially when 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 the bomb blew up we you know at least the audience were not familiar they thought that they destroyed godzilla but not really um but still yeah i mean uh uh, Keiko uh, K was not happy about it, and Randa was also, you know, because they're more into the science of it. And the thing is, they want to, you know, it, it makes sense. You want to understand how these monsters work so that you could prepare for it. Uh, but of course, uh, typical reaction is to destroy it. And then, uh, but yeah, uh, unwittingly, they made Godzilla stronger because of. Uh, the nuclear energy that he wants to eat all the time and actually it's all the monsters like they like radiation they, they absorb it, it. seems so, like it like yeah. that they feed off nuclear radiation so it's a yeah. good message to say that you know the things that destroy us mm -hmm. not only destroys us but creates the things that destroys us exactly so so there's that and then and then they end up in kazakhstan uh they were basically looking for these, uh, basically they're trying to track down all these uh, animals or monsters. And like the, the storyline kind of ends with Keiko seemingly being killed off screen, uh, screen because uh, you know the, when the eggs that they found started hatching, it had this all these giant bugs. Uh, I do hope that they didn't, uh, she's not dead yet. <laughs> Because I, you know, I was mentioning to John, I was uh, totally crushing on her. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, but of course, uh, 
as far as we know right now in five episodes, uh, Randa survives and Leland obviously survives because uh, the greatest <laughs> casting this show has ever done is uh, US agent and ego, basically. It's the same character, but of course played by father and son. Yeah, perfect uh, casting. Perfect casting and, and you know, and then of course Randa, uh, Somehow, and it also, yeah, the show also showed that Randa and Keg. Randa uh, survived had... till the seventies, where he dies in the in the uh, Kongs Island. Oh, okay. So I haven't, yeah, I haven't seen that. Uh, okay. But yeah, but yeah, but they survive, so they have kids, or they have a kid, uh, which is basically the the main motivation of Kate Randa for going in Japan. Uh, so in her storyline basically uh something a, a godzilla event happened in san francisco uh, G-Day. 2015 that, that yeah. was the movie 2014 that was the movie so that, that was the movie okay so in in this timeline uh, you know godzilla attacked san francisco no no so technically in the first movie uh godzilla popped up because there mm-hmm. were two monsters that came out mm. so godzilla is not really aggressive towards humans he just he just Pops up to to kill the other monster or make sure the other monsters don't go mm. on the rampage. But of course, when Zad, when the monsters in San Francisco and Godzilla comes to San Francisco, he's gonna make a mess because it's not like he's yeah. the the smallest creature. So yeah, and a lot of a lot of people thank him, but a lot of people also are angry at him because he yeah. killed the, by accident. He killed a lot of people. Yeah, which makes sense because you know he's 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 not you know he's not the smart Hulk basically, right? It's basically yeah, he, he, he's the one that dis- he's the one that destroyed the the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, so so Kate is a teacher, so basically her kids, most of them got killed off in that in that uh, in that event. Um, so of course, uh, so then she finds her dad, and then her dad has been very mysteriously, uh, you know. Uh, mysterious person basically and then she he disappears assume, presumed dead so she went to Japan to basically uh, collect his things from his office only to find he has out. a keys to an apartment in Japan <laughs> yeah from her dad it's like uh oh only to find uh-oh. out that <laughs> he has a second family in Japan yes, sir uh, and hilarity ensues, basically. Um, Finding another so brother, we get, half-brother. Yeah, so we get introduced to uh, Kentaro and May. Well, May is a friend of Kentaro in Japan. Um, ex-girlfriend. Basically, ex-girlfriend, friend. Right now, we don't know what's the status of their relationship right now. But, um, but basically, uh, they are... Uh, in Japan, uh, there was like a, a scene that there's like this... Uh, emergency drill, right? Because like, oh, we're detecting uh, a kaiju, yada yada. Let's go to the subways and hide. So of course, Kate, as somebody who experienced this first person, uh, firsthand, she's dealing with a lot of PTSD basically. So she's the one who's freaking out, and all the Japanese people around her, are like, oh, what's going on with this chick? But yeah, I mean, you know, perfectly played right now, and then Japan. It's starting to unravel. The files that the fishermen found was found by uh, I I don't know how it got to their hands. Uh, was it uh, Randa? Oh yeah, it was in his office in the in the in, in Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was in the, in Japan. 
So of course, me, you're, you're, you know, your typical hacker type character, of course, she knows everything. She knows how to hack and decrypt and encrypt and, and all this other stuff. Knows what uh, old school records look like. Yeah. And the thing is like, oh, yeah, there's, a, there's like a line there that uh, what was military grade in the 40s, 50s is now off the shelf. I'm like, oh, is it though? <laughs> but uh but basically uh in in the span of a few hours she was able to hack into it decrypt made copies and then <laughs> and then and still managed not to be found by the government uh, agency uh, so you know there's a lot of suspicion of uh, belief there but but yeah but for the most part the, the 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 thing is they have all these uh, uh files uh and they're trying to figure out what happened to their dad so they're trying to figure that out but of course uh uh the the, the scooby gang i'm just calling it the scooby gang they're, they're not really quite aware that we're, what they're getting into so monarch sends this um uh this dude which you can't really tell if he's trying to be a funny, creepy guy or a really good guy. But... I know. I don't know. I, he, he flipped so fast. It's, it's usually that's the case. Like, you know, it's going to be ambiguous until, yeah. you know, the end. Yeah, I mean, he came in too strong. Like, he was, like, uh, if he, like the way he approached Kate, uh, obviously, she, yeah, red flag. So Not going to lie, though. His explanation was one of those... You know, when he was saying like, you know, sorry, I'm not like, uh, I'm not great at speaking with people. Like, I'm the mm -hmm. only one here in Japan. Kind of makes sense, yeah. like, oh, I was like, oh, yeah. first time I heard like, oh, that's how you decreepify de yourself in a situation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, he was uh, escorted by this, I guess, French, uh, like Jean Renault type character. <laughs> just, uh, but she's also the one that's trying to catch capture them. Long story short, they uh, Kate escapes, uh, and then she, of course, uh, you know, alone in Japan without your passport and your money, and nobody believes you. So basically, she had to. That uh, that was sucky. Like, uh, yeah. it's all too real that you know you're not only being kind of it's a little bit sexist, but it's also kind of like a xenophobe where like you're not from here dumb 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 american yeah, yeah exactly and the, yeah it's in the sexist uh uh the sexism was also there as so well like oh yeah sure there's creepy guys capturing trying to catch you blah 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 and uh you know i mean it, it does happen uh but but basically long story short kate had to reunite with kentaro was also on the radar of the, this dude from Monarch as well, but the mom uh, basically bought time for him to get to get away. So they hook up with May so that they could just basically leave the country. Uh, but before leaving, they they found so there was like one of the uh, the the reveals in those in these episodes that oh yeah Le Leland is still alive and he's actually in this uh, old folks home in Japan, which is like. Okay, that makes sense. I'm waiting for for that other shoe to drop there on like, aren't you 90 years old? But he's still, like, <laughs> so they mentioned that in the last episode. Uh, yeah, so I, I I have some 
theories. I think also from the trailer, there was a scene where they're like astronauting somewhere. Mm-hmm. They were they were in red suits with helmets and they were gonna ride like enter something. So maybe yeah. that's where the timey wimey happened or something. So or some, or some... I think the radiation kept them relatively um ageless. So, yeah. Yeah, because the thing is like yeah, uh, he's radiation kind of like... does the opposite. <laughs> well, I mean <laughs> maybe there's a type of that's why Monarch is trying to find these monsters rather than kill them is because there might be a certain type of monster gotcha. that right? maybe yeah. maybe Keiko is still alive in 20, uh, like I said I'm hoping right. that she's still alive but but basically uh, yeah so like uh, Leland should be 90 because you know in the 40s 50s he's an American GI he should be like in his early 20s okay <laughs> but but okay, so let's say in the 1950s, so plus 50 years in the 2000s, he should be 70. Plus 2020. But plus 2020, so that he should be 90, but he's like basically 60s, uh, 70s. Maybe, maybe they gave him the super soldier serum. I don't know. But again, <laughs> uh, it could be like some some sort of interstellar. Maybe he went so to. Connected. Yeah, that's, I to think where, that's something like that, maybe. But let's see. Like uh, maybe he went to this kaiju dimension or something because they still haven't i don't know maybe the other movies explained where the kaijus come from well at least in in this um they've been saying uh from the kong sky island that it's the theory of the hollow earth hollow earth hollow earth so in in, uh in and then they confirmed this in kong godzilla versus kong where they they went into the hollow earth and mm-hmm. found, so, but there weren't really kaijus there. They just it was just more of a different ecology, but ecosystem. So maybe, I mean. so maybe time is relative there, or something like we'll that. See. Well, that's another thing. Yeah, because yeah, because yeah. So you know, and I think because uh, like I said, I'm not as well versed to that lore, but I did watch somewhere that the whole point of Godzilla kaiju is basically to keep. He's the apex predator, basically, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. So That's why, is this in one of those movies? Yeah, in the first, like in the first and the second one, he's there to, to keep, keep the other creatures in check. Okay, so, so it, if it, if okay. they attack if they attack cities, then he's there to like fuck off. Fuck yeah. off. And and then King Kong is also an apex predator, and but it's Skull Island, right? That's, that's yeah, but the, in Skull Island, the, he was like uh he was doing the same, but uh just in that island. And mm-hmm. his size in Kong was very small. In the Skull Island was like very small. He was like maybe mm. what zone? Three to five stories. Yeah. In mm. size. And then and then Godzilla is like skyscraper size. And then by the time Kong versus Godzilla was, they're almost as big now. Okay. So so okay, so I so I think I did watch something. Okay, I'm just not sure which movie. Okay. So yeah, basically uh, Kurt Russell or Leland was able to escape that, that nursing home, which turned out to be a monarch facility. Um, basically, uh, they uh, they go to Korea. They met up with this his friend. Uh, this guy uh, we've seen him before in other other yeah, films. Yeah, I'm as well. sad that they killed him. The yeah, thing. they killed him off in 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 Alaska, the last known uh, location. Yeah, the last known location of the of Randa. Um, so it turns out, oh yeah, yeah, you know, I, I'm his uncle. 
yeah, so yeah, so they went to Alaska, and then they find this, I guess, monster with a frozen freeze breath. So that's why uh, the the Korean guy it was absorbs killed. Absorbs heat. Absorbs heat, which perfectly makes sense. And what I like about the monster designs, at least for what we've seen. Like yeah, so uh, freeze breath and you know because he the, he like this monster uh, he likes to absorb heat, even body heat. So I think it's not freeze course, breath, more of absorbing heat, and then you absorb absorbing heat. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, 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 again, you can do either, which is kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's 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 not like Frozone. Like Frozone, he needs water, basically, right? This this monster basically anything that's hot. I like to absorb the heat, absorb the and, energy, and, and because well, of it's, that, it's also another variation of absorbing radiation, absorbing heat. Yeah, which right. is heat is just radiation, and of course, because of that, the, the side effect is uh, you're frozen, basically, right? Mm -hmm. So, so that's good. Uh, but of course, in, in episode five, they mentioned that this monster—they've never seen a monster like this before. So they're, you know. So now Monarch is trying to trying to use the Scooby Gang to like, you know what they were. They being, uh, you know, the trio that doesn't know anything at all except for the files, they found a monster. So let's let them explore and see what where they what where it leads, where it, you know where it leads them. Uh, meanwhile, but also they're holding on Leland because when they finally captured, every, well, they rescued by uh, by everybody. Uh, so this is the so the show is doing a really good job of making everything grounded the one thing mm -hmm. that i kind of hate every time that they go back to it and they go back to it all the fucking time is following the trail of their dad because of the shavings of the pencil shavings yeah come on bro it's the arc it's alaska there's wind those will be <laughs> no 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 um blown away. I, I think i think i can be mistaken but i think the shavings in the snow were the as a hallucination. Yeah. It's the one in the radio station was the only real one. I think okay. the, the, the ones in the I think he was hallucinating. But even in the radio the station, the radio station has holes. The windows were open and stuff. So yeah, the wind would have blown yeah. away. But eh, I know. Yeah. I just hate that they keep on coming back. It's, it's like it's, it's the shavings in Japan. No, and this the one, in for Alaska. me, this one was like it, it's, it's good it, characterization, it, it, but it this is the not the cop out, but this is the we need to save money. Let's do the flashback thing. Yeah, so, plus it's cheaper to have pencil shavings over like some. You know, it's, it's like no, I mean, even the whole game. scene was like this is. Uh, we need to save money because we spent it on that monster freezer <laughs> kaiju. So yeah, we need a lot of flashbacks I mean, and a lot of isolated studio time of you walking yeah. somewhere. Yeah, the thing is, like, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I, I know, I, I've heard that Alaska is really cold, but that looks like Antarctica. But at least what they're trying to do. But, but, but again, it's like one of your flashing items on a video game, right? Oh, you need to yeah. go here, so we're trying to give you Though, this flashy thing. I do like that. In most shows and series that I've seen, they do not split up. They will not. Somebody will give. You know, like no. going alone in. We're all mm -hmm. freezing. We're not gonna separate. But th these yeah. were two, um, like two stubborn people, and they're really like, I really need to go here. So go. Or... I I also like you know a little tangent. I I do like the way that they handled the extreme cold here because one pet peeve of mine is 
any TV show or movie, when you jump, when you're on a plane, jump off a plane, or when you're in a high mountain or in a cold situation, because you you don't want real gear, like you don't want real um outdoors gears because you won't see the actor at all. Because like yeah. if you go to Mount Everest, you're fucking covered head to toe. Like so it's the yeah, it's the helmet issue, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like you know. And whenever whenever you're in high climates, your hair doesn't move. There's no wind, which is the number one thing in everywhere. Like even I watched like a fucking uh, Uncharted with Tom Holland dropping off the plane. Yeah, I wish that you just people need to do the hair thing more. Like, but I know yeah. it ruins hair and makeup. It's bad for continuity, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. At least here they attempted to do like a fairly fairly realistic. Um, cold gear like they have glasses they have gloves um, they're you know they're bundled up like you can see um, the, oh, I think everybody except Kate Kate's jacket was fucking open <laughs> like, I was like and, yeah I, I appreciated that the danger of just her getting her her feet wet was the feet only wet. thing that yeah. fucked yeah. her up already you know like yeah it, it wasn't something dramatic like uh Exposing the the skin or something, she just got it wet in a freezing place, and she almost died because yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, that's like that's that. why and, I really and, appreciate that. At least you know there there was still no wind; they were still yeah, relatively they, dressed light in the scene. But at least it, it I it made me believe that the the danger was a little bit yeah, and, and it also covered the whole we can't start a fire because the monster will find us. So because yeah. because then we would think oh well, why why don't you just you start a fire and dry off? But no, because the monster is attracted to fire. So so that's one way to just basically show that we can't do all, all our typical logical well let's take off your clothes and dry up. Like well she can't because there's no extra clothes and then we can have a fire. And then the tent is just a tent. It's not really one of those uh, hermetically sealed, and, mm. and it's not like a five-star hotel glamping tent. So, but yeah, it was a good one. And you know, and of course, in in, in the last episode, uh, you know, they were let go by Monarch. They go back to uh, San Francisco, which again, they really like the cast. I really like the casting here because, like I said, already, I was already crushing on. Um, so wait, Kate they, and, they get and saved Keiko. by Monarch in Alaska, right? In Alaska, in Alaska. So, and then so because the last Kate, episode was they they were captured and then they let them captured. Go. Yeah, yeah. So and then in San Francisco, so we get introduced to uh, Kate's mom, which is another crush of mine. Veronica uh, uh, too. Yep, Tam and Tomita, and man, uh, you know, I mean. Talk about representation, <laughs> getting all the Asian actors here, right? Uh, but basically, we get uh, time in Tamita. So it's explained that basically the San Francisco Bay Area, you know, which is where I'm from, or where I'm located now. So basically, the Oakland it's it's become, like... has become, it's now a quarantine zone, basically. So it became an industry that okay uh, people want their memories or you know their so their items from their old places in san francisco so that's what that's what uh, what's the mom's name i didn't get the name caroline uh, basically caroline so caroline so she yeah, yeah I, I collect all these items from san francisco and they i, I ship it to the, all these people you know all that stuff and of course 
even after Godzilla destroyed San Francisco, real estate is still a big issue <laughs> in San Francisco. <laughs> People it's too real. It. It's too real. It, it's very real. Uh, Even if uh, there's like human poop in the streets, yeah, it's still it's, very it, expensive. I mean, it's still like, uh, yeah. For anybody in the, if you're watching this in the Philippines, just Google it. San Francisco real estate. It's just so funny that they stop looting. Like those stuff there. Let people use it at least. I know it's dangerous, but somebody wants to yeah. go get it. Let it. Let them get it. Why is it? Oh, yeah. There must be a. There, they must have a reason why it. Why it's. Like, uh... I mean, okay. For me, if you are willing to break into a, a quarantine zone, and uh, and to loot, basically, and you get killed off by a, you know a building falling over you, that's your fault. Sorry. Uh, yeah, if, not... you, if you're desperate enough, go. Like, why stop them? But yeah. There must be yeah. another reason. There, yeah, there's. Uh, I'm sure it's Monarch. Uh, they're trying to uh, maybe uh, collect some. Because, you know, if if it was a battle scene of kaijus, you know, all that DNA that, you know, of course, there's some blood, that, you know, or something like that. They're trying to see. Because I'm sure uh, there must be an industry of collecting DNA from all these kaiju. Which... Well, that was a very, a very well. I know it's no longer. Well, sorry, it's like I'm, I'm confusing my, uh, my uh, franchises. But like in Pacific Rim, that's a very, mm -hmm. very big thing, right? Yeah, because, because you know, I mean, somebody is either like for souvenir or maybe for med medicinal properties or some or maybe uh, a radioactive toenail could power something you know so all these there's there are all these uh, other potential um you know capitalism will always find a way right basically uh but yeah so they broke into uh, their dad's office uh, but of course his map uh, <laughs> Man, that that is a very directed sunlight. Uh, if you if you could if you could do something like that, but it's another clue. So now it's been implied that they're going to Africa, uh, in search of their dad, basically. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, the, so the yeah, this one scene. I just had to say, like uh, the the time in San Francisco where, um, Kate was having his uh her flashback and her PTSD and like. At first, I was that I'm that I, I have to confess I was the typical one like, this is so annoying. Like, just go where you are. We're, we're in mm -hmm. the middle of quarantine, and we just need to go. And then, you know that, that this was my mistake. This was my like my stereotype. Like, it's PTSD, bro, and she's yeah, fucked up. You know, yeah. this is it's like um when my cousin was complaining like when she was young, she would have a panic attack, and the way. Her dad would tell her to stop. Just stop it. How can she? She cannot yeah. stop she get, feeling sad and feel awesome instead. Like getting mad at yeah. somebody and having a panic. And stop it. It's like if she could, she would. You know, it's like so I yeah. appreciated that that happened. And also another twist. I appreciate that. Usually, uh, the story is the typical one that we found. Like she's looking for her dad. She's angry for her dad for mm. for cheating. And we find out one of the reasons why she's so angry at her dad for cheating is she was cheating herself. So there's also mm -hmm. a self, uh, like a self hate, self hate that was being also like survivor's guilt because it, it was implied that oh, she that, that one not, of course, yeah, she, she, like, so 
she had an option not to be in that bus and to be with her basically girlfriend at that time, but she didn't. So she, that that another, choice, yeah. Another tangent though, because we never really discussed it. So, um, Kate and uh, what's the, Ren? Yeah, and the Tara. brother. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Kate and and Kentaro, their dad. Fucking good job. You're chasing monsters hmm. and providing for two families. Yes, and expensive oh, real estate. Impressive. In Tokyo, Japan and in San, in San Francisco. Japan. It's not even like you know. It's a different state where you can drive. Yeah, anybody to, no, think like that uh, that um, what's what's uh, Kurt Russell's character's name? Leland. Leland is the grandpa. It yeah. could, I mean, it's implied. I, mean, I, I saw, I saw some, uh, I saw some, I saw the promo for the next episode, and there's like a lot of scenes with her, him and yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm almost sure that it's not, it's not Randa that impregnated Keiko, because I think yeah. he's, uh, he's uh, what do you call this? Baron from all the radiation. Yeah, because because I think it was in the first episode, like uh, Leland said, well, it's not as if I wanted kids anyway. So so, but they kept removing the. I get your point, John. Like the, whenever a movie or a TV show, they go into a radioactive so it, area. Here, here the we go. The date, being covered the, by yeah. The date's being fucked up now. If they got together in the fifties, mm-hmm. and she got pregnant by him in the fifties. Mm-hmm. Randa, the the dad would be ninety, right now. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Right? I've taken care of I've taken care of people from the forties. <laughs> They're eighty five, ninety right now, and these are people who were kids in nineteen thirty eight, nineteen forty. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, so the scenes okay. the scenes with Leland and Keiko are in the fifties, right? In the fifties, yeah, fifties. So, so we're 50s assuming is seventy they're, they're years, their, seventy yeah, years from so, now, before. Yeah, in the nineteen fifties, they're supposed to be in their twenties. Okay. Or, or like somebody with a PhD would have, you know, close to thirty, realistically, right? I so, don't care how much. So of a genius Leland is missing twenty to thirty years, right? Mm-hmm. But if I assume that, uh, they get a, uh. Keiko's impregnated either in the 50s, at most by 60, 1960. So yeah, well, the dad, way, like, Kate's dad would be 60, would be... 1960s, 50. He's, he'll be in his 50s, 60s. 50, 60. Yeah. Which, which, which is accurate, which right? Which looks, yeah. which looks accurate. Okay. I just yeah, wanted to make sure... Because Caroline and the, and the, and the Japanese... Japanese uh, the mom looks... Mom, Oh, 60s, okay. 60s, yeah, 40, yeah. Okay. But, but the but, dad just but looks young, then, but then I don't know. It's, it could be just the dyed hair, lah. Yeah. Plus, you know, Asians don't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we, we don't age. We age at, we age all at the same time, like 70, then boom, we become really old. Uh, but uh, but basically, uh, yeah. So, so, and the thing is, like, this, the, the last known scene of the grandma where she was being pulled in by the bugs, right? You're not telling me she gave birth already at that time, so it looks like she was. I think she she might survive. That. I think I think yes. so. So she survived that, or maybe the. So hope, like I said, I'm hoping because I 
you know, crushing on the, the actresses right now. But um, but basically, uh, and again, when you we mentioned he was taking care of two families secretly in two of the most expensive real estate in the world. San Francisco well, and Japan. He, he was Which working is actually, for, you know what, that he was is working a for Monarch. Yeah. And and the thing is the fact that he was able to hide both families and I'm uh, and you know um in their twenties. In their twenties and also being able to well, Caroline did explain this. Like oh, I, I the idea of a part-time husband was appealing for her. Yeah. But she did say, but of course, I also acknowledge that you also had a part-time dad, so I'm so sorry for that, which is good because I think that's the issue between her and her mom. Like, it seems like her mom was like, "Well, yeah, you know," because she's also having this relationship with this uh, uh, tall dude, <laughs> uh, I think James, like right there, her coworker, right? Uh, so, so it's 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 a really really weird fi family dynamic now. But uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, so now the, the 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 quest for the kids is just to find their dad, uh, you know, and then Leland. Yeah, I mean, and the thing too is like, how come Leland, who's supposed to be uh, you know a thousand years old now, uh, how come that monarch still feels like he's a threat? And the thing is, they also mentioned that he went decades without escaping, and then now he tries to escape. I so do love his that... line where Monarch, you're doing the same thing, nothing. <laughs> Which is, yeah. they've known about Godzilla. They've, yeah. They've known about the monsters for forever. We we, yeah. we didn't have any anti-Godzilla uh, weapons. We didn't have any any plans in place. Yeah. Uh, so Well, I mean, it seems like some, I mean, that's my other question too. What has been Monarch doing? So in my yeah. head canon, there there a lot of their technologies that they've developed to monitor these is great. But also like in Japan had like a that that what do you call this? Um evacuation plan. Yeah, they had dead plans, they had some sensors. So yeah. I think there are certain things that they were able to do. Yeah. They just haven't been showcased and yet. I am really I really want to know what this mystery is. And how yeah. It has to be big, but my issue is it's a prequel in a sense that we know there's we know Godzilla King of Ghidorah, the uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters and the Kong movies are after. So how can it be this mind blowing thing when we already know what's after? You know, you know what I mean? So uh, that's I don't the know. problem with prequels, right? I know that's my issue, but it is what it is. So I'll just try to enjoy it for what it is. But I yeah. mean I really love this universe. Especially uh, the first, the first one, and actually, I, I I like the second one as well. But the first one and Kong are one of my favorite monster movies, or like mm. the, the kaiju movies. Mm -hmm. So Godzilla versus Kong was kind of a big letdown, but yeah, I mean, I I might have to watch those because I because I like the show, and like I said, and you know, it's a character based. They use the monsters sparingly. It's almost like uh, Last of Us, right? The, the main complaint is they didn't use a lot of the tickers. Well, one of the, the clickers, right? One of the main complaints for the first Godzilla was they didn't show Godzilla enough. But then mm. I like the approach because the director said he did it like Jaws. You know, the first mm -hmm. half is more suspense and thriller, so that when you see him, it's there's more a punch. It's not like you're gonna see him all the time. You know, 
Yeah. But Plus, yeah. you know, you, you do have to save, uh, okay, CGI wise, I think mentioned, uh, John mentioned it earlier that the CGI is really good. Because, uh, you know, if we've seen some CGI uh, shortcuts that Marvel or even in some cases, even Star Wars have, you know, skipped on. This one, like Godzilla, and even like the the scenes, like like I couldn't tell if they shot in the volume, uh, for for this, mm -hmm. uh, you know, for the San Francisco scene. I mean, the Bart Station looks like the Bart Station <laughs> <laughs> when they got uh, when they shot there. Uh, Oakland looks like Oakland, and and again looking back at the 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 the, uh, the flashbacks yeah it, it, the the world feels lived in and the monsters that we encountered so far looked realistic and you know cuz cuz in the old japanese shows like godzilla is like basically uh, a giant right uh, you know he's just stepping on buildings basically yeah. right but this one you could feel like if if it does happen in real life that might be the scale of the monsters that we are dealing with so uh, yeah and it's you know and I, the casting as well, like I thought that they probably used all the budget on Kurt Russell, but oh, the, the actors are really good too. So yeah, you know, uh, you know, uh, I would say the characters are relatable. Um, I think the most unrelatable character right now is May, May. but now that, it, but yeah. she has a, but she has a motivation now. That now she's out, now she's kind of like working with Monarch now because she called I, that lady. It's, I think it's more of her past that's. Driving her, yeah. she's scared of someone. But, but but even Monica's like, I don't know. Officially, nobody's looking for her, so I don't know why she's so paranoid. <laughs> so, yeah. so we we'll probably have to find out what really happened there. Uh, but yeah, but uh, you know the the original trio. I, I like I said, uh, I like the trio. The you know we have a comic relief, and then the straight guy, and then of course the genius uh, uh, scientist. So yeah, and you know. Um, you know, for, for the next five episodes, and I'm, I'm not sure where the show is going. Uh, you know, at least in the vacuum, without considering the the movies. So yeah, I'm hoping for more. You know. Yeah. Well, um, I think uh, we are going to enjoy watching the last few episodes of the first season of Monarch. Uh, join us. We'll discuss the second half once the season concludes. We have a bunch of other. TV series that we will be discussing online with you guys. But to close out the discussion, let's drop our uh, ratings of the first half of Monarch uh, Legacy of Monsters. Uh, start with you, Arnie. I'll give it a high eight. Mm -hmm. uh, it would have been a nine or closer to 10 if they had more Keiko. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, but basically, uh, Without overusing monsters on a monster show, yeah, I, I like the restraint that they they've they've used here, and uh, and again, the effects are really good. Like you know, Apple TV, at least from the ones that I've heard of, like the Ted Lasso's and the uh, uh, what's the what's the other Silo, yeah, and what's the foundation? It really like the well, Apple has they have a lot of money and you could tell that they have a lot of money <laughs> and you know it's almost like because you know they're not like they're not at the level of netflix yet in terms of subscribers 
but it seems like they don't care. They just want to present shows or content that are like highly, highly, you know, good budget, well produced, and uh, you know, sometimes they'll get a Ted Lasso, sometimes they'll get a carpool karaoke. No, like Severance, and again, yeah, we Severance. Have Severance. Yeah. We have plenty of shows that are low key great. Yeah. Um, then, but their quality, right? But also, yeah. this is good, just good timing. Um, yeah. You have this. By the time this ends, God uh, Godzilla Minus One has been killing it in the box offices too. And mm. then you have this. And then you have the the upcoming Godzilla movie too. So they're, they're smart in developing yeah. like an ecosystem for this to continue. Yeah. And, and the thing is like, uh, like again, uh, Apple TV is not like Netflix or Disney Plus. There's no... There's no um, pressure to have as many subscribers as possible it basically uh, you know people say it, it's just a way to sell iphones and yeah, yeah i will buy an iphone to get free apple tv plus just it's to watch good. the shows yeah. right yeah, yeah if it's this good right so yeah so, again it's a high eight for me yeah i before pass it on to chubax i'm gonna give it same uh it's uh for me not a high eight but a solid eight only mm. because it is entertaining it entertaining well paced it looks good and uh they do not have an over reliance on the monster slash cgi so that everything looks really believable so um again the that's what i want tv shows that are based that are graphics heavy to concentrate on in the future you don't have to fucking show a monster every damn week Mm-hmm. But when I you mean, do show it, make sure it's good. So yeah, just um, like yeah. the the Last of Us, they didn't have to have all those clickers every week. But when they show them, ooh. you know, it's like it, it's 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 this. It's you know, like there's a lot of like shows that are are using it uh, more. But also, you make the it's all about the story. Make the story make sense. And so far, it's not the tightest one, but it does hit on a lot of different levels. There's a family level, there's like the government conspiracy level, there is like the mm-hmm. monster fantasy level. So it's good. So I give it an eight. Chibax? I'll I'll be little uh looking to the future. I'll give it a seven first. I enjoyed it <laughs> like a high eight even maybe maybe even yeah. a low nine. But I'm just worried for one, the mystery, how it will affect because we know the future so technically it's a prequel. And uh-huh. uh, what else? How many? Five episodes? Five more episodes? Actually, yeah. So that's that's what the the main issue for me is like the how this mystery will. How can it be Unravel. this game changing? You know, like everybody's like all up into this mystery of what Randa's files were or what the dad was investigating, and yeah. we don't know how it's gonna change anything. Yeah. I'm worried. I mean, I'm worried about that. But aside from that, yeah, the the scale, like, the the characters, that the CGI and the acting are all all really good. I'm having fun. Yeah, I'm watching this with actually. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, I mean, we're still trying to get used to like really short season, like ten episodes, six, yeah, eight, yeah. We've ten been programmed episodes. For I think it's perfect. That's perfect. yeah, yeah. yeah. I like it also. Yeah, because we before we were so used to like you know I'm rewatching Friends like it's well, twenty four episodes. episodes in one season. <laughs> Kidding me? Yeah. But but you know at least you know we don't have filler episodes. Uh, hopefully we don't have filler episodes in this uh, in Monarch. Uh, but they, like you said, they don't have enough time to have a filler episode, so that's yeah. really good too. So just for my final point, just to me, the other the the connected to the mystery is, what does this make 
monarch you know how does it make monarch relevant because as kurt russell said they've been doing the same thing they've been doing nothing so mm-hmm. but even this mm-hmm. is the most uh useless organization i've seen so far i mean there is how ken watanabe was the best one in godzilla one and two but he was effective because of him not because of monarch so yeah we'll see yeah uh, you know, we just gotta let Dharma initiative. What did it actually do? <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for this particular episode. Catch us next week as we continue. Or catch us on our next episode. We'll be discussing mm-hmm. the you know a little bit late, but still amazing Gen V. Uh, we have still trailers and D and D coming up. So thank you very much for watching, and we'll see you in the next video. Goodbye. <laughs>